Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Really excited for today's episode because at the end, I'm going to actually take you through a meditation. So be sure to stick around for that. And I'm just loving your comments, your feedback about topics you want me to talk about, questions you want me to answer, and so grateful for the awesome reviews and ratings and subscriptions. I have to tell you that helps so much. So If you're enjoying the show and you haven't subscribed and you haven't submitted a review, please do. It really, really helps rank the show and get the show out there. So I appreciate you taking the maybe like a minute it takes to do that. So today's show, we cover a lot of ground and it's actually great timing to be talking about some of these topics because I just finished speaking in Detroit. And some of you may know, I speak in the corporate market a lot about millennials because my first books were about 20 somethings. And I'm really passionate about bridging generational gaps in the workplace. And age has become a huge diversity issue. Millennials, also called Gen Y, which are basically today's 20 and early 30 somethings, have gotten a bit of a bad reputation. It's starting to shift, but for the most part, a lot of Xers, baby boomers think that millennials are entitled, narcissistic, no respect for authority, no work ethic, so on and so forth. And so part of what I do when I go into conferences or corporations is I really explain why millennials show up like they do and how to really get the best out of them. Because I think millennials are awesome. I'm on, I'm a cusper. I'm like right in between a millennial and Xer. And I just see like today's 20 somethings, you're conscious, you're open, you're innovative and, and you're really, really awesome. And what makes you different is a lot of things, but psychologically what makes you different is that a lot of today's 20-somethings were overparented. They were raised during a time when parents were a little too involved, or maybe I'm being nice, way too involved in their children's life. They made too many decisions for them. They kind of lived through their children. So they put a lot of pressure on them to be super successful or live the life that they wanted them to live. Um, They didn't want to see their children suffer. So they fixed a lot of their problems. So what I see in a lot of young people today is sort of what's called an adult adolescence, like this sort of delay in really being able to make one's own decisions, seek validation from the inside, and really kind of have that self-starter attitude. And again, it kind of goes back to the, the psychological advice at the time for parents. And again, this is a huge generalization, but I've seen it enough to know that it's true in a lot of cases. So I hope that's helpful for you if you're perhaps a millennial who has challenges making decision or is constantly kind of looking for someone to tell you what to do. Or maybe you're someone who's challenged by a millennial who can't seem to make decisions or has an entitlement attitude. Or really anyone who's looking for validation or reassurance that you didn't get from a parent. Um, Or if you got too much validation and reassurance, anyone who's having trouble making decisions. 
So in today's episode, I speak with Shaw, who is a millennial struggling with making decisions and seeking external approval. And she's actually calling in from the Philippines. So this kind of millennial issue is not just a US based thing. So she and I talk about a lot of different things and some light bulbs go on for her in terms of the reasoning behind her behavior and patterns. Now, understanding our past, the way we're parented and programmed by our environment is awesome, but awareness is just the wonderful first step to change. It's not the only step we can take if we really want to transform something. It's up to us as adults to reprogram and reparent ourselves. So if you can relate to having trouble making decisions, do you consult multiple people before you make a choice? If you can relate to maybe not being so great at discipline and routines or keeping your word with yourself, then you'll really resonate with this call. Another thing we'll discuss in today's call is anxiety and having a mind that just won't be quiet. So if you have a bit of a monkey mind and you may try to do yoga and meditate, but even when you're doing those things, the mind just goes and goes and goes and goes. And you know being in the present moment is important, but you just don't seem to spend much time there, then stick around for the meditation at the end. It's a special treat where I guide you through how to really be present and relieve yourself of anxiety. And now on to today's session with Shaw. Well, hello, Shaw, calling all the way from the Philippines, which is amazing. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. I've been following you for quite a while now. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for putting it, putting yourself out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've watched a lot of your videos and you seem very, you follow your heart and at the same time you have a good grasp in terms of your mind. Um, discernment is very difficult for me because uh, I, I understand emotions when it's just fleet, it, it's all fleeting. I understand that, but I can't seem to. It's very, very hard for me to make um, make decisions, even okay. if it takes. Yes, and then I can't relax. That's another thing. People gotcha. keep telling me, oh, "Just relax, just let it be, let it go." I can't do it. Like uh, as then there, t- I, I meditate, I do yoga, I, I do everything, but it's just very, very difficult for me to kind of calm. Right. And like like right now, I'm not calm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. so so right now, what I want you to do is not to say anything, but just take a really nice deep breath. And I want to actually hear you breathe. So take a nice deep inhale and just let it go with a sigh. And another nice deep inhale, breathe all the way into your toes. And let it go. And just bring yourself fully into the present moment. And I really understand that being in the present moment is sometimes challenging. And we as humans have this mind, often called a monkey mind, and it likes to go and go and go and go. So it's not making it wrong. It's not trying to silence it, but just bringing it to the present moment. And in this moment, just internally, just telling yourself all is well. Okay. So know that anxiety cannot exist unless we're thinking about something that hasn't yet happened. So whenever we're in the present moment, it's impossible to feel anxious. So, you know, you have patterning of nervousness, of anxiety, of all those things, but it's not who you are. 
So just really practice when you notice your mind wandering off, running off. Just bring your hand to your heart, take a deep breath, and tell yourself, be here now. And it takes a lot of practice because, you know, you've spent a lot of years living one way. So it takes that consistent practice. And knowing that as humans, it's really hard to be present all the time, but we want to try to be present as much as possible. So so that's the first thing, just really practicing and also not getting frustrated with yourself. I hear you do yoga. I hear you do meditation. And that's all wonderful that you're finding ways to support yourself. So just keep going and don't expect to be the Buddha right away. You know, don't <laughs> expect to, to be somewhere you're not. Just really honor where you are. The biggest obstacle to change is not accepting where we are. And there's a reason your mind has been so busy and, and there's, there's probably ways in which it served you. So that's the first thing I'll say in terms of making decisions. Um, did you have parents who made a lot of choices for you? Yes. My mother, no, well, I was independent when I was a kid. She was very absent, but at the same time I was dependent on their, I think, validation in Mm -hmm. retrospect, uh, as all kids are but maybe heavily so with me because right. I was the only child and yeah we were the second family etc cetera, etc cetera. so I was very adamant to be to be seen yes like it's important to be like a peacock and peacocking all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so I don't know uh, I'm trying to discern whether it's my real self or it's the scared little child it's very hard to discern all these things in my mind like which ones are real me yeah yeah. Well, once again, I acknowledge your level of awareness. And I would say if you're peacocking, that's not your real self. Because okay. when when we're in that, there's no, you know, there's intention behind peacocking, right? It's like, hey, hey, look at me. Whereas when we're just being our authentic self, we're just shining our light. You know, we're just being in our right. gifts and shining our light. And this is just all about, you know, getting validation and being seen. So it's two things. Number one, not seeing yourself. You're looking for someone else to see you and be like, you're awesome. You're amazing. And the person that really needs to be saying that and believing it is you. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, you know, the combination of feeling a little almost neglected by parents, but then also seeking their approval. And then later having, you said your mom kind of be overly involved in decision-making means you missed out on a very sort of natural part of development, actually two parts of development. There's something psychologically that happens to us as a child when we have parents who are around and who are there that makes us feel safe and secure. So we have that sort of innate safety and security. So you don't have that, which is why it's really hard for you to be in the present moment. The second thing developmentally is it sounds like, you know, especially as you got older, you weren't really encouraged to make your own decisions and you didn't have a lot of autonomy during a time in your life where it's really important. Like our teenage years, our adolescent years, it's really important not to have someone making all our decisions for us. So I share this with you because I just really want you to have compassion for yourself and understand, hey, I missed out on two kind of very fundamental developmental stages. So even though yoga and meditation and all those things are great, what's really going to serve you most here is if you really reparent yourself and you give yourself those developmental phases that you didn't have, that you really create that internal safety and security, and also that you um, take actions to support autonomy and decision-making. So there's two suggestions I would have. Number one, well, let me ask you a question. How are you at discipline and routines? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's there you right. go. There you go. Okay. Uh, your honesty is awesome. I love it. So, so the the first part in establishing that sense of safety and security is you've got to start start keeping your word with yourself. So if you say I'm going to meditate at you know seven a.m. or I'm going to do this class at this time or I'm going to go to this meeting from this time to this time. See, part of what creates safety and security for children is routine. And so I would highly encourage you to put some routines in your life. So do you have any ideas as what kind of routines you could put in your life? I'm vehemently shaking my head right now. But um, uh, I want to do maybe I tried meditating in the morning, but that's just an excuse for me to stay in bed longer sometimes. So maybe um, I would like to work out, maybe do yoga, like something of physical activity and write and write something. Okay, great. Okay, great. So what you want to do is you want to commit to a regular time or a regular class. Like on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I go to this 9 a.m. yoga class. And on, you know, the other days I meditate from 9 to 9.30 or whatever it is. So I want you to write out a routine for yourself. And I'd like you to have something every day in the morning and something every day in the evening. And really keep your word with yourself and show up for yourself and create this routine for yourself. So you start to trust yourself and you start to feel a sense of safety and security. Does this make sense? Yes, it makes so much sense because I was before I called you actually, before you called me, I was thinking I was supposed to do my my daily my daily blog which I started just the other day and I didn't get to do it because I was sleepy, I'm sick, etc. And um and I was thinking I'm not showing up for myself again, but yeah. instead I prioritize everyone else around me. Uh, and instead of doing what I what I said I would do every day, no matter how how I felt, I didn't right. do it. Right. So you're right. You got it. Yep. <laughs> and that that doing for everyone else just reinforces this need for validation you're looking for outside yourself. You know, so it's like the more you validate inside of you, the less you'll do that. So in addition to the morning and evening practices, I'd also set up some kind of writing routine. And and okay. just like just like you showed up for this call um, because you had an agreement with me, you need mm-hmm. to have that level of integrity with yourself. It's okay. so, so, so important. How old are you now? I'm 26 now. Okay, perfect. So this is this is wonderful timing to get all this in place. And and about the decision making thing. So the the putting these foundations in place and the disciplines in place will will help with the safety and security. And the next mm-hmm. level of self trust is just to start making decisions. One thing that I um, when I go in when I used to go and speak at colleges, I still do sometimes, but n- not very much. But when I did. One thing that I would encourage all the college students to do is take what I call a solo decision-making pledge because I realize so many young people can't make decisions. They consult 45 people before they make a choice. (laughs) Exactly. And so what you do is you agree for two weeks to make every decision you are faced with, unless it's like a big thing that affects other people, you know, you kind of know when you need to consult someone. But every decision you're faced with from what to wear to what to order to, you know, whether or not to go to some party or whatever it is, totally on your own without consulting anybody else. Right. Okay. Got it. 
Because, like, I, I usually just do what I initially want anyway. I won't ask, like, the guard downstairs or my mom, my whoever whoever passes by, or the, the guy who sells me bread. But then I already have this decision inside me. I'll do it anyway, but then I would run through everybody else's comments and opinions and 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 say oh maybe this maybe that it just i think reinforces that i don't trust myself mm-hmm. or my decision making and yeah so even if if even if there's a positive outcome it it just felt like uh, it doesn't feel as authentic i don't know it's not as as strong because I, i asked so many people before i made that decision right Right. And and then that reinforces the misunderstanding that you don't know what's best for you. And Shaw, what right. I want to tell you is you have so much internal wisdom and so much inner knowing, and it's really time to start trusting that. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And the more, that's okay. And the more you're in the present moment, the more you'll have access to that inner knowing. Right. Okay. I'll agree. Oh my goodness. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so how's your anxiety level now? I'm a lot calmer because I'm just focusing on what you're saying and just taking into account everything. I'm just, I'm trying to absorb everything. Not right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and also just keep in mind, it's sort of like when we have a weird physical symptom, like let's say like I kept feeling like I had something in my eye and I didn't know what it is and it wasn't coming out. And then finally I was worried that like something was really wrong with my eye. So I go <laughs> to the eye doctor and he tells me, oh, you just have a little scratch. It's going to feel like something's in your eye, but it's a scratch. It'll heal. No damage to your eye. You're going to be fine. I'd be like, oh, okay, I can get it. And it'd be easier to deal with the scratch because I'd know the source of it. So Mm. I'm using this as a metaphor because what I told you about the stages you missed out developmentally, I want that to come as a relief. It's almost like your eye's been bothering you and you haven't known why and you think that there's something majorly wrong with you and you keep trying to fix it through all these other ways when really it's like, oh, wow, like you kind of have a a scratch on your developmental years and it's just about (laughs) letting it heal by giving those things to yourself. So it's like you have sort of a diagnosis now and I don't want you to orient to it like, oh, wow, there's something wrong with me. I'm really messed up. I really want you to look at it like, oh, wow, of course I'm like this. This makes total sense. And now that I have this information, I can take action steps to heal it so things can shift. So I want this to come as a relief and as an encouragement so that you really feel empowered. Right. I feel more the clarity is comforting. (laughs) Wonderful. Yes, Wonderful. thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Well, I acknowledge your awareness. I acknowledge your willingness. And again, stick to these routines and making these decisions because that's really the, the behavioral actions are really what are going to support the mental awareness. Okay, I got it. I just really appreciated Shaw's enthusiasm and her coachability. And that's one of the many things I find refreshing about millennials is they're very coachable. I adore working with people of all ages from 20 to 80. And there's something really sweet about working with young people. So if you are the parent of one or perhaps you manage one or work with one, be a coach, not just a manager or a supervisor. Really talk to them, ask them questions, give them feedback, and you'll find that they're very loyal and, and very coachable and, and I find just a joy to work with.
most people that work with me on Team Christine are millennials and I just love it. All right. So now moving on to some takeaways and assignments from Shaw. First, remember that awareness is not enough. You need to put actions into place to create new programming. So one of the assignments that I'll share with you is about validation. What we want to hear most from others, we want to hear from ourselves first. So if you're someone that's a bit of an approval seeker and you're looking for someone to tell you what to do or what's amazing about you, write a list of everything you want to hear from someone else. It can be a certain person or it can be a group of people or just in general, you know, what do you want to hear? What do you want to be told? And then start saying that to yourself. I will repeat what we most want to hear from others. We want to hear from ourselves. So stop outsourcing validation and start insourcing it by saying it to yourself. Next, I'm going to invite you to take something called the solo decision-making challenge, especially if you're someone who has difficulty making decisions, like you consult five to 10 people before you make a choice, even on something to wear. How often do you take a selfie of yourself in the mirror because you don't know what top or shoes to wear? So that's okay to do from time to time, but we want to be able to make choices by ourselves especially the bigger choices in life. You know, we have to trust our own intuition more than anyone else. The solo decision-making challenge is something I developed when I was working a lot with college students and so many of them have trouble making decisions. So it's a course where you pledge every day for two weeks to make every decision you're faced with on your own. And I take you through several exercises and you'll find the link to this in the show notes. And if you're someone who has trouble making decisions, get this and do this so that you can start trusting your own discernment. Next assignment is to create a routine for yourself. Something in the morning and something at night is a good idea. Calendaring things and keeping appointments with yourself, just like you'd show up if you scheduled a session with me, is critical for self-trust. And self-trust is key for really being able to move forward with confidence. And finally, start a meditation practice. Even if it's just for a minute in the morning, what can you do to really support your mind and support being in the present moment? And I'll teach more about meditation in upcoming episodes. What I want to say to you right now is just because you're thinking during meditation doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. So many people have the misunderstanding that they have to be, you know, drifting off into the clouds and and hearing nothing and be totally still and have a quiet mind when you're meditating. No, it's great if that happens, but meditation is really the practice of calming the mind and bringing it to the present moment. So you have thoughts, but you don't attach to the thoughts. So in closing today, I'd like to guide you through meditation. If you've never meditated before, this is a good a time as any to start. And if you've meditated for a while, I hope you enjoy this presencing meditation. Obviously, don't do this if you're listening while driving or on the elliptical at the gym or any place where closing your eyes probably isn't a good idea. You can save it for later. But if you are in a place where you can get comfortable and close your eyes, I invite you to do that now. Take a nice deep breath. And let it go. Another nice deep breath. And let it go. And as you're breathing, just notice your breath. 
Feel each inhale. Feel each exhale. Feel and notice the breath moving through your body. And as you're breathing, deepen the breath. So notice if your breath stops at your throat or your chest. And imagine breathing all the way into your toes instead. So breath is really long. And just use the breath to bring yourself into the present moment. Because in the present moment, anxiety cannot exist. We only experience anxiety when we're thinking about something that hasn't yet happened. So if you're in the present moment, there's no anxiety. So continue presencing yourself with your breath. Presence yourself by feeling your body on the chair or the couch or the bed, wherever you are. Feel the clothes on your body, the hair on your head, your hands resting wherever they may be resting. Just connect to your physical self. Being right here, right now, in this moment. Going all is well. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, nothing to figure out. And if your mind wanders, that's okay. It's what the mind does. Just bring yourself back to your breath. Acknowledging the thought. Oh, there's a thought. And then just letting it drift on by like a cloud. And if your mind's wandered off, bring it back. And just let yourself just be in stillness just for a few more moments. Breathing, presencing, right here, right now, all is well.
Take a nice deep inhale. Let it go with a sigh. (sighs) Start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Very softly and slowly opening your eyes. Coming back into the room. Maybe smiling a little, giving yourself an acknowledgement. Yay, I meditated. And just repeat this as often as you like every day, maybe twice a day. Just remember, meditation is a practice. It's a discipline. And how you'll improve on it is to just keep doing it. And if you'd like more meditations from me, we'll also put a link to my meditation CD in the show notes. It's prescriptive meditation, so different meditations for different things you'd like to experience. And if you have any questions about meditation or anything we discussed in today's call, you can always comment on the show notes. Sending you much love and light. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.